Hello everyone, and welcome to the Intruthers talking about the Outliers. I'm Carter. I'm Grace. And I'm Jordan. And today we'll be talking about the informational novel Outliers, the story of success, written by Malcolm Gladwell. Guys, what do you think of this book? Um, I thought it was a great book. It was very intellectual with a lot of research, um, knowledge, like a lot of research-based information, and uh, it kept, it held my interest even though it was a non-fiction book. Yeah, and in the same vein, I completely agree with that. Um, in a lot of cases, it is very hard for a non-fiction book to grasp my attention like the Outliers did. And I was, and I'm very happy of that because it's a very enjoyable book to attempt to understand. Yeah, I, I, I loved this book. I'm a major, major statistics nerd, so it was just very interesting to me. Personally, my favorite chapter, my favorite part of it, we'll say part, is probably the part about the termites that was re- that really hit home base for me Grace what do you think what was your favorite part um my favorite part was probably uh, when he discussed how uh, the community uh at the beginning of the story um how different the, it was from the surrounding areas. Yeah, the people so, of Rosetta. Rosetta, there it is. Um, how, when you like, took a deeper look into what it actually was about, you saw um, why there was, why it was an outlier, why they were different from the surrounding areas, and how that started the book. Yeah, yeah. I, that, that was really interesting to me, and that brings up the point of the final, the, 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 it's very close to the end, it's talking about the, like, the, the villages in the Appalachians, and the, like, the Appalachian Mountains and things, like, around that certain area, because it really, this book deals with culture in a very specific way. Like, it's very interesting how they deal with it. What do you think, Jordan? What was your favorite part of it? Favorite part? Would... Now that I think about it more... Possibly the part about... When... when Towards the end, where they begin to talk about... Essentially, the work ethic of different cultures and different people. And looking through those different cultures... And not just saying, saying the journalization, oh, Asians are smart. No, they have a worth ethic ingrained into them. There's a difference. Yeah, yeah. I, you also gotta think though, a lot of that Asians are smart stereotype did come from United States propaganda in the uh, mid to late 20th century. That is also so, true. I wonder how much that has had an effect on them as a culture. Um, but 
my a really quick just non sequitur, if you will. Um, at school at the very end, the Kip school. Do you, do you remember that one that uh, I'm talking yeah. about? That seemed That's like child so abuse. That was too much. <laughs> um, I think that for what it was going for, it made sense. And especially because it added that excerpt, ex- excerpt of essentially the little girl not absolutely hating it. At least as far as I remember Okay, but you're not necessarily always gonna hate, like, if you are born into a society and you think it is yeah, normal, it, then I you agree. won't I, notice I it and incorrect. Like, I just... Yeah, I feel like if that girl went to a normal school, I mean, you, she was staying up till, like, midnight finishing her homework and going into school at, like, what, did she say six, I think? Uh, I think she would wake up at around, uh, what, believe? Is what the book said? Like, but I noticed they had, like, 14-hour days, didn't they? Um, at school, I don't remember, but overall, yes, it was... It was insane. I couldn't even imagine doing that. I don't know, but... But I would like to circle back to the people of Rosetto now, because I personally think that probably the most impactful quote to me came in that first part. Um, Malcolm Gladwell writes, uh, hold up, let me pull this up really quickly. Uh, It says, uh, hold up, let me find it really quickly. It says, these people were dying of old age. That's it. And this town that they were in, it's true, they were dying of just old age. They had impeccable health conditions in that town. So the thing is, that really set up the book uh, very well. Like. We were talking about this earlier, and Jordan made a fantastic point. I previously haven't thought about this, but it it talks about how um, how these people were just super healthy. And Jordan, sorry, you'll you'll say it best. Yeah. How do you believe that set up the rest of the book? It it uh, it gives you this idea of the fact that. The outliers, in this sense, being the town of Rosetto, being way healthy, even though it didn't make sense, on the surface. When you look at the surface level of things, and I've noticed this throughout the book, when you look at the surface level, it might not make immediate sense. But when you look deeper, or when you zoom out, even which is even a better analogy, when you zoom out to look at it, you go, oh, that's why. Why are these hockey players the best hockey players? Oh, they got more training. Why did they get more training? They were born or earlier in the year. They were born after a cutoff. They were older than everyone they were playing against. And I would like to talk about that um, born at the right time thing. See, if it were not for him being born in the, I want to say mid to late 50s, no one would know the name Bill Gates. Yes. Yeah. 
like he and was not even, born. Not even if he was, he was born. born during that time. If he was not born in the place that he was born in, exactly. and if he did not have the opportunities that he had, we would I mean, know. He was given opportunities that, like, literally no kid at that age would have been given at all, ever. Like, it's just completely crazy, like, the extent of how he was thrown into the field. How lucky he got. Because that could have been... I mean, the thing, like, Chris Langan... They talk about Chris Langan for a long time in that book. A, a sizable portion of that book is devoted to Chris Langan. And he is he is a genius. That is the only word to be able to describe him. He is an actual, legitimate genius. And yet, most people have never heard of the man. Most people will never hear of him because here's the thing. He wasn't born at the right place. He wasn't born in the right time. It. He was unlucky. He was incredibly intelligent. He just didn't necessarily end up be with the ability to do something with it. Which, when you look at everything, that kind of is sad, right? Mm-hmm. When you think about even us, if I'm being completely honest, most of the people in all of my classes, I see a great deal of potential in, and a lot of the people in a lot of my classes are some of the smartest people I know. And when you look at that, and then you say, yeah, they're all smart, they're all going to be successful. What if we aren't? What if we weren't born at the right place and the right time? to be successful. Alright, guys, I think we ought to wrap this up. So, let's go ahead and give final ratings. I personally really liked this book. I give it a solid 8.5 out of 10. Grace? Um, I think I'd probably give it a 8. Um, I believe, personally, I would give it about a 7.5. And not realistically do to the content itself but toward but to me about the middle of the book I believe it slowed way down in my opinion and it was just hard to sit and listen to it and I at one point was quite literally pacing back and forth across my living room so I wouldn't fall asleep while necessarily While I don't necessarily agree with that, I can see where you're coming from. Anyways, thank you everyone for listening. This has been the Intruthers talking about the outliers. I'm Carter. I'm Grace. And I am Jordan. Thank you for listening. Mm Mmm.